Hi everyone, good morning. Top of the morning to you all, even though there are no Irish listeners. Anyway, welcome back to my podcast. This is episode number one. That's right, the first official episode of my podcast. Before this, you just heard the bonus episode, which was basically an introduction to myself. And yeah, it was 14 minutes long, but yet I couldn't really cover everything about myself. Uh, but well, hey, that that doesn't really matter. What matters now is that this is the first official episode, and man, I am excited to record this. In fact, it's 5 a.m. It's past 5 a.m. right now, and oh yes, this is also unscripted. I just have a basic idea in my head, and I'm just gonna go with the flow. So I really hope this works out. Okay. So today I really wanted to talk about communication, language, etymology, speech, everything regards to that matter. Yeah. I'm probably gonna have to brainstorm one particular title for this. But yes, today I'm really going to talk about etymology and speech. So, first, let's uh, you know form a basic background, a context for this topic. What is the first thing that we human beings do when we are born? Now, it's not breathing; it is something very distinctive. Well, I don't know if you got it, but the answer I'm looking for is cry. We cry, and damn, babies cry really loud. It's actually annoying. But well, yeah, this cry is actually really important because it's really a it's a big sign of our intelligence. Is that you know this. very action of crying actually proves that we are high level intelligent animals how you may ask well to answer this i may have to tell you a few things first what i am doing right now and what you probably are as well doing and probably do it all day long is that i'm speaking i'm talking I'm not just making any random noises. I'm not making any random sounds. I'm not screeching. I'm not barking. I'm not, you know, whistling. I'm not making any gibberish sounds. You know, just irrational, irrational, just random sounds. I'm actually saying some definite combination of definite syllables. I'm forming words. I'm actually. having you know i'm moving my tongue and my lips to create different kinds of sounds and i'm putting them all together to ex- you know to really vocally express myself basically i'm using sound to convey my thoughts to everyone else to you right now what is this term what is this whole process called what is like you know a name a technical term for this it's speech 
it's the ability to speak we human beings have this really unique gift that is the ability of speech so far we are the only animals on this planet to have this unique gift it's really unique because this has allowed us to actually convey ourselves much more better you know in a clearer way and because we are intelligent animals we need to describe situations or experiences you know much more specifically you know much more specific and detailed way and so here's the speech really comes in handy we have used speech to create languages and uh, it has allowed us to communicate really efficiently with other people human beings are actually quite well you know quite proficient in creating languages because uh to my knowledge I, there are thousands of languages in the world um i'm just making a quick google search and there are 7117 languages spoken today in the world well this may be officially well i do know for a fact that in our country in india alone there are more than 1000 unofficial languages recognized you know all that is crazy you know 7117 languages but you know just roughly like just 23 languages actually do account for more than half of the world's population and 40% of these languages are now endangered now why a language is important first let me get back to speech i'll have to get along with this really slowly it's a really slow process and uh, the reason why i'm so scared about not messing this up is because well it's past 5 am and i am again unprepared i don't have a script i don't have any proper script i just have a rough idea of the flow and i'm actually doing everything on the spot right now so yeah basically let's try to understand what speech really is and how we speak how we are able to use our powers you know our prowess of being highly intelligent animals and how we are able to produce distinctive sounds distinctive combinations of distinctive sounds to communicate ourselves so firstly we have these machinery in our mouth we have a tongue and a lips now our tongue continuously takes in different forms different positions to alter the sound which is coming from our throat and our lips are also continuously changing their sizes and they're closing and they're opening and i'm actually doing them quite distinctively right now because i have suddenly become conscious of it well uh, but yeah most importantly the sound the source of the sound produced it's from our vocal cords in the larynx our voice box our vocal cords alter the frequencies of the sound and that is a really important aspect so our tongues and our lips work together they have this excellent coordination 
they're like a really strong team which changed the waveform which changed the quality of the sound coming in from a voice from vocal cords from a voice box because otherwise without using your tongue and your lips the sound produced would just be like ah and guess what that is music you know just randomly making emitting sounds from your vocal cords is music like ah yeah and apparently imran khan and atif aslam are making millions out of this damn i wish i had known this sooner <laughs> anyway but apart from that we really have to edit modify these raw this raw sound coming in to form different kinds of specific sounds you know different syllables and because we are so intelligent and obviously through years of practice right since our birth we have uh we have this skill of combining different syllables different sounds together to form a particular sequence of these specific sounds which actually do make sense these basic sounds you know the basic syllables which our mouth can produce are actually titled as letters of the alphabet you know in most languages coming to which it really differs you know these letters of the alphabet from script to script currently there are three major language scripts in the world uh which form the basis of the rest of the languages in the world uh they are namely sanskrit which forms the basis of almost all the other indian languages second one would be latin which forms the basis of all the european languages and the third thirdly it is chinese script which forms the basis of japanese and then korean and all the other asian languages other than the ones of india there is also the arabic or persian script which has formed arabic persian urdu and there are also a few other languages of the world which do not apply to either of these like the hawaiian language i think the hawaiian language only has six syllables if i'm not wrong and uh, like basically six letters and they just use different combinations of these to produce different kinds of sounds which really works out pretty well i'd say that but again why did we have to develop these many languages like 7000 more than 7000 languages why couldn't we just use a few basic ones well i just as i just said only 20 23 languages actually account for more than half of the world's population but still there are other languages developed by the various other local and regional communities by different cultures and then we have the tribal communities which have their own languages and there are pretty much still quite a few civilizations remaining which are quite untouched by the modern world such as the tribal community in andaman and nicobar islands which no i mean they might be having their own language obviously uh 
and we don't know how to communicate with them using speech so that only leaves us sign languages and other forms of communication you know this is also a really interesting topic how to communicate without using speech because as i said human beings we are really intelligent animals you're so intelligent that we have the ability of speech but we have also developed methods on how to communicate ourselves without using speech well that that really goes into a lot of detail and i think i'll use this topic for extras towards the end of this podcast for now i'd like to concentrate on the origin and history of words and of languages well i do know this interesting fact not exactly a fact but this story about the origin of sanskrit uh i mean it's going to be like chinese whispers it has been passed on by many different people so it may the origin story may have been changed a bit but it goes like this a few men like a few priests visited lord shiv who is also lord nataraj the god of dance so basically uh here's what happens lord nataraj is dancing his famous dance and these men these uh, men they actually developed the language sanskrit out of the four different kinds of sound produced by lord shiv dancing you know means uh, is like by lord shiva's feet so these four syllables these four sounds basically created sanskrit uh, one of the most complex and the most important languages in the world as it forms the basis for like i think m- most of the thousand languages in india and then there are also links between sanskrit and latin and how latin could have possibly been derived from sanskrit highly possible considering that the modern numeric system of numbers that we use is basically the indo numeric system and there are actually proofs you know there are images on how the indo numeric system which is basically the numbers in hindi that we learned which looks so similar to the english numbers are actually were actually the protogenitors you know that uh, the modern english numbers that you know have actually come from the indo numeric system and that's why it's called indo arabic numeric system although because it's uh, mainly because the arabs you know they kind of stole uh, this numeric system along with the other things back in uh, the 10th century and the 11th century when the, the various other arabs invaded india and well you know in every invasion in every war there is always going to be an exchange of knowledge and that's really good for the world i mean definitely not good for any of the two places like definitely not good for india because india got invaded but again knowledge was shared and this knowledge was shared with the world uh there's also the roman numeric system which has been derived on very basic uh proofs you know if you want one you have one stick if you want two there are two sticks to represent that if you want if you want like three then there are three lines which you have to draw if you want four hmm i guess not well there's five which is a v 
Well, what's 4 then? Well, 4 is 1 less than 5. So let's put a stick before 5. So there we go. A line and a V. That's 4. And so it goes on. And pretty much, it's, it, it's an efficient system of, you know, the roaming numeric system. Uh, I don't know exactly for sure, but it does look like it's a numeric system to the base 10, which is uh, what the Indo-numeric system is also to the base 10 then there are other numeric systems as well now it's not this topic about numeric systems is not exactly about languages but it is somehow related to it so because numbers are obviously an essential part of language and communication and also highlights a major part in terms of how intelligent we were back then the Sumerians or the Babylonians Babylon, Babylonians Babylonians yeah basically Mesopotamian people they had numbers to the base of 6 and they are responsible for the current standard measurement of time which is uh, why we have 60 seconds making 1 minute and 60 minutes making 1 hour and uh, also 24 hours making 1 day they are responsible for that it's really unique uh, these all these languages and numeric systems and how they are all interconnected. But basically what we really need to understand is that human beings have actually created a written format for all these vocal languages. I mean, imagine this. Think about this. Think about it. All the animals have, you know, if not a language, just, but just some form of a way of of communicating their emotions and describing the situations you know basic situations like hey there's danger hey there's food hey we can rest here hey you know, anything like that you know basic things they've all been able to develop vocal ways of communicating with each other while human beings well they have well not to cast or anything but they have freaking created a written format of these languages like seriously dude and that's that's not the weirdest thing i mean it it doesn't seem weird to us because that's what we have been doing since birth but here this now egyptians yes the true mad lads they actually created the language of hieroglyphics hieroglyph i'm sorry my pronunciation is a bit off tone so However, that's pronounced. Basically, pictures. Yeah, they actually had this written language of pictures. I mean, how do you plan to speak that language? It's pictures. So, what the major Egyptian mystery is not of the mummies. It's not of the pyramids. Is about how they used to communicate. Because pictures, well, okay, that's okay. There are people trying to decipher the hieroglyphic language and decipher these pictures I mean come on they are just pictures how difficult could it be but seriously on, on a serious note what did they exactly use to speak how did they exactly communicate and these are a few questions top 10 questions that science still can't answer anyway going back into the history of sounds uh, it's always you know, it's not the best. It's always better to use this method of actually looking at the origin, the source of words, 
to you know actually study a language to find out why these things are named so like i don't know if you ever done this as a child but you know in your child in your child like in a sense uh, maybe child like stupidity you may have asked questions like hey mom why is the chair named chair and not like anything else but like uh, now you may cringe on yourself and you must be thinking like well duh what what a stupid question but hey that's that's very wrong it's really not a stupid question it's quite an intelligent question like yo dude why is it actually named a chair well people be like who cares just use a language to communicate and that's it that's all you need languages for just to communicate well son i'm sorry i'm not calling anyone son here but bro if languages you know all that we speak are just meant to communicate and you know to convey our emotions or thoughts or feelings to other people you know in detail in a much more detailed and specific manner then why the hell are we so strict about everything else i mean yeah okay you can correct a grammar of a person if needed because grammar is important okay go ahead correct the grammar correct the language correct the spellings correct the sentence formation correct the sentence structure but hey why do you have to correct a person while speaking i mean come on the very fact that you are correcting a person is actually proof that you did understand what the person was trying to convey so hey the main job okay the main task of the language is to allow you to successfully convey your thoughts to the other person and that person has been able to successfully convey his thoughts to you no matter in what way no matter if he made a mistake or not so why is it so necessary to strictly enforce these so called made up laws on language i mean come on the main purpose is just to convey if you did understand then why even bother to make it you know to do all of that stuff and you know what's even worse we are studying languages we are actually over analyzing languages in high school and that's really frustrating it's really frustrating and how we basically are over analyzing texts you know basic sentences which were written like what i don't know 400 years ago it's really useless oh and by the way to answer the question why is chair named so well etymology yes obviously chair comes from the early 13th century english word chair well the no way let me spell okay let me give you the spellings chair c h a i r which is the correct modern spelling comes from the early 13th century english word chair c h a e r e all right notice the difference and this word c h a e r e comes from old french chair okay now this is another it's another word it's in old french and i don't know how it's pronounced but it's spelled as chair it's spelled as c h a i e r e and that two comes from the latin word cathedra which literally means seat all right so let me get this correct okay i'm as shocked as you are i don't know if you're shocked but i am shocked because i just made this google search right now and so you're telling me that this english word cathedra it means seat all right so from cathedra came the old french word chair from chair came the 
13th century English word chair, which is now spelled as chair. All right, that's crazy. That's actually crazy. I mean, who would have thought that the origin of the word chair would be so complicated? But hey, moving on. Uh, by moving on, I don't mean to say that I'm gonna search the origin of the word table. But hey, no. Okay. Jokes aside, studying the origin of languages is really important because it. Okay, I may regret saying this, but there is one advantage to studying literature. That is, literature gives you an idea of how society and civilization existed back then. It's only through written records of texts that these exist. So. I asked this question: Why not just write written documents or records as to how society existed? Why do you have to? Why is it so necessary that we talk about stories written at that time? Well, the thing is, uh, my friends, I don't know if you're my friends or not, but the thing is, my listeners, a story written at that time actually tells you about the state of mind of an average person living at that time. and a story will actually vividly describe how people actually felt how the people actually thought and how people actually lived it's actually quite unique that's actually literally the only plus to studying shakespearean works all right otherwise over 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 analyzing them it just sucks right it's it's i don't like it but again coming back to the main topic let's talk about how languages actually develop uh i have no idea how they actually develop so here's what you're going to do this is my personal journal anyway so i'm not going to be really formal let's actually have a conversation with just me speaking so primitive humans all right living in what stonehenge stone what No stone age, stone age, yeah. Neanderthals in the Neolithic age. All right, so they used basic tools like stones. They used to sharpen the stones. They had many stone weapons. All right, and they were basically not exactly nomadic because they started settling. They grew crops. All right, they did hunt animals around. but yeah they were mostly converting into a vegetarian kind of life they grew crops they existed as a society and when there were when there was a surplus of food surplus of crops people could finally take up other professions they specialized into other professions and that my friends is a sign of an advanced civilization you know of a proper civilization forming which is another topic for another episode of my podcast where i will talk about civilizations and societies but for now uh, the reason i'm speaking all of this and the re- well you might be thinking aryan get to the point well yeah i am getting to the point right now uh i'm describing i'm basically drawing a picture of how the situation existed back then because you know as i said i said this earlier on language really is just a way to give specific details you know a detailed uh way of communicating your thoughts to other people because well you can just talk in different frequencies you can just make sounds in different frequencies to show people 
that you're calm or you're angry or you're frustrated or hey this there is danger up ahead or hey we can rest here or hey i have food you know these are really good but hey we have a lot of other things to discuss like man how was your day or how was school what did you learn hey you saw that uh second uh, seater boy he was really annoying the whole class back then uh, hey dude look at massimo or like dude look at the stats of man city oh my god they're so good and all and all and all so yeah these are just examples don't take my words for uh, to be to sure man city may not be performing well at a time you may hear this podcast so don't come at me uh but so yeah we really do need to understand whether humans at that time really needed such advanced languages or not well obviously we do know that cavemen may spoke in like unga bunga language like unga bunga chunga like okay i'm not good at this but somewhat on the lines of unga bunga uh that's how, that's what cartoons have actually taught me so it's not my fault if i get this wrong uh but people growing crops and then having specialized work and then okay the surplus of food people can specialize into other tasks life has become slightly complicated than before so obviously we do need a more specific and a more detailed a more efficient way to communicate because we will be needing to convey detailed thoughts now it's really going to be tough to use just basic the things the basic vocal sounds that we were using before so hey why don't i combine a set of unique combination of different syllables and let me blurt them out you know to say maybe rice meant rice oh wait okay i'm bad at this but maybe some particular combination of words meant rice some other particular combination of uh, syllables meant corn and so on they form different words and they form different sentences all together and then some guy Uh, wrote you know the entire script of grammar for uh, for a particular language and so that's how everything evolved that's how languages actually evolved and that's okay that really gets into detail so let me just give an example you know the grammar book for sanskrit it's called ashtadhyayi again pardon my uh, pronunciation but i'm i'm pretty sure that my pronunciation is on point this time ashtadhyayi it was written by panini panini pa- panini okay and it's practically considered a masterpiece because it was like the first book of sanskrit grammar and it was the first time that someone had you know organized most of the sanskrit grammar rules in one volume and it's really great and i think you can get it on amazon well uh, anyway so this guy okay let me uh, have a more reverential tone this person this honorable man panini actually took the effort to list down all the other grammar rules you may think that he is being an asshole by creating this grammar rules like hey why unless it take the mehnat but again grammar rules are actually important because you know simple common errors can change the entire meaning of sentences like you know there's an example of how one 
comma can change your sexuality which obviously i'm not allowed to cite uh, i'm not allowed to give the example i'm not allowed to say it because uh, this is a clean platform but yeah so different like you know placement of words can actually change the entire meaning of sentences you know placement of different adjectives adverbs around the sentence so these grammar rules are important of course we are intelligent beings so we are able to manage them quite efficiently and i am a living proof of that me speaking into the microphone right now and actually being able to convey these things in a very unique a very peculiar way is a living proof that our civilization is actually successful so far languages are the living proof of the success of a civilization and it's really comes down to the basic ways of communication oh yeah the side topic that i wanted to discuss about how mankind has developed non vocal non verbal ways to communicate amongst each other well you know i do know about this that native americans or the red indians used uh, to create different kind of smoke patterns uh, i think war time people uh, you know during the wars smoke signals were also used well smoke signals are actually uh, unique but it's kind of difficult to control smoke while it's in the air so it also requires a great skill but again these are an eff- efficient way of long distance communication so yeah long distance communication and uh what is that yeah using languages as records you know for future purposes storing languages for a long time storing text for a long time these two things apart from the ability of speech are really important all right uh, let me give you this example we have the basic sharingan i for non naruto watchers uh, ignore this this is just a basic example to show how the ability of speech has evolved so much and it has given us so many other gifts all right imagine the ability of speech to be a basic sharingan all you can do is like read the opponent's moves really fast and you can maybe perhaps see things at the speed of light all right that's great but what about mangekyo sharingan all right when you have different abilities all right you gain sukiyomi you gain amaterasu you gain kamui okay there are many other things so similarly this ab- this ability of speech you know it has uh, all right so firstly we developed a written format to store texts and so that we you know we can carry them around and we can actually store our languages store our thoughts for long time purposes and secondly we have long distance communication we have uh, developed ways to communicate uh, these thoughts of ours to long, uh, long distances in the scandinavian region or like northern europe in the olden times yodeling was one way to communicate uh, yodeling was one way that shepherds used to communicate uh, over valleys but it was actually quite dangerous you know because sometimes uh, yodeling used to set off avalanches and that killed a lot of sheep and people then i just spoke of the spoke signals and then there were many other forms of communication like hey send a man on a horseback uh, with some written scroll to like what a few hundred kilometers away 
that's long distance communication or uh, you know what just send a pigeon you know uh, tie a scroll around a pigeon's leg and let it fly to your destination yeah that's an efficient way of long distance communication but not exactly what i had in mind well in the digital age it's really much more convenient to communicate like first we had the telegram the fax you know really efficient way of communicating things using the morse code and so on uh, i'm talking about the telegram that time morse code is a really efficient way of communicating things because you know the morse language the basic uh, letters of the morse they are easy to memorize and it's really efficient because all it uses are two letters and uh, because of that morse code has been really fundamental in uh, you know i think morse code was really fundamental in developing the binary language i mean basically all computer languages which have uh, been developed from binary language and which by the way i do know the binary language but and i really want to know i really want to learn the morse code as well just for the sake of it and then obviously in the present digital age we have electronic mails and so yeah we just use the internet to send messages uh, send communications over the world and just uh, like at the speed of light actually because radio waves they uh, move at the speed of light so yeah i think i'm going to end this podcast right here it's been 37 minutes and i I think I've done I've done justice to speaking all this uh I've done a fair justice to the topic language etymology obviously this because this was an unscripted episode I really do want to have another episode on this topic uh like after a several episodes you know you know I may repeat this topic and talk about this in further detail Obviously this is just it is literally the first episode of my podcast and uh, I do understand that I did already experience some problems in my previous episode like the bonus one episode 0.5 introduction to myself I had a few problems with the background music wherein I wasn't able to adjust the background music volume and hence my voice wasn't distinct heard uh the solution to this problem would be that maybe put on earphones or something because when i put on earphones and i heard the episode i was able to hear myself but yeah this time i'm thinking of not putting any background music i'll just uh, let this episode be as it is so uh, this is the raw form i really hope you guys gain something from this this is my personal journal obviously but hey i'm giving you the liberty to actually judge this and uh, for the people who do know me personally uh, please do contact me a few people contacted me for the bonus episode and that's how i got to know that there were problems with it so if you disagree with any of these things uh, please do contact me like text me just hit me up we can have a discussion on this i'd really love to have a discussion on this and i really want to hear your ideas as well and also i will be looking forward for certain other topics you know topics for my upcoming videos episodes as i previously mentioned they would be mostly once a week 
because I don't have much time on my hands. Oh yeah, and by the way, happy Diwali for whoever listens to this today. Happy Diwali and uh, I wish you good luck and good morning because it is 6 a.m. right now. It's going to be 6 a.m. for me. So that's it for now. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening and I really do hope you guys enjoy this episode. It took me a lot of lot of effort. I put in a lot of effort into making this. So yes, thank you.